You are listening to Discovery Church Podcast. All right. Hey, so uh, for those of you that have been engaged with us uh, the past couple weeks, we have been in this series called Rumors, and it's uh, we're, we're looking at things that Jesus never said, right? And uh, so today is our third week, third and final week. Next week, uh, we'll be looking at something a little bit different. But I wanted to, I wanted to really get to to this week because I feel like it's very um, well. It's, it's very fitting for for the time and season that we are in, not just as a church, but also in our nation. Okay, so week three. Here's something that Jesus never said, and it's this. Jesus never said, you won't have bad days. I know, I know what you're thinking. Like, you're like, what? He, he never said that? Yeah, Jesus never said that, that we won't have bad days. Now, some of you are like, man, we are in a bad week. I know, I know. Uh, and it's true with this whole uh, virus situation sweeping our nation, uh, sweeping our, our world. Like, I would agree with you. A hundred percent. In fact, uh, one way that I knew that, oh my gosh, this is kind of like a bad, bad week that we're jumping into is my son and I, my youngest, Sammy, we went to Costco, y'all. We went to Costco um, and I was like, well, Sammy, we'll go before it opens. And so we, we get there. Costco opens at nine. Like you're like, I don't care what time it opens. Anyways, it opens at nine. OK, it opens at nine o'clock. And um, we got there like at eight forty five, eight fifty. We pull in, the parking lot's packed, right? It's full. And we get out of the car, I'm walking, and the, there, there's a line like all the way down the, uh, all the way down around, around the, the building. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what is happening? What is happening? So I saw a friend that, that works at Costco, and I'm like, yo, hey, like what is going on? Why are there so many people here? And he's like, <laughs> he's like, everybody is trying to get water and toilet paper. I'm like, what? I'm like, oh, that's so dumb. Like, I was there to grab some ribs, y'all. I ain't even joking. Like, I was just trying to grab some dinner. And, um, and so, so I'm like, this, this is dumb. People are, are in line for, for toilet paper and water. Okay. So, so they finally open up the gate. My son and I, um, we, we just walk in and, um, and everybody is rushing towards the corner. You, you guys know the Rona Park, Costco, uh, the corner where the water and toilet, like people are just like, da, 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 da. like they're running over there. It's crazy. It's like Black Friday, but not in November. Is that when Black Friday is? November? I don't, I mean, I don't even, I don't even know. Um, but, but, but so, so, so here they are, they're running. Okay. And, and all of a sudden I'm there for ribs. I'm there for ribs. And all of a sudden, okay. I'm like, oh my gosh, maybe I need water too. Cause I'm like, oh my gosh, maybe, maybe I need to get some toilet paper too. Now here's the thing I need to back up because I just bought toilet paper and I just bought water a couple days before that. And yet the paranoia and the fear of the environment that I was in, like started to, to just like weigh on me and, and so much to the point, I'm like, I need it too. And so, um, so I'm like going through these emotions and I'm like, Oh, what if I run out of water? What if I run out of, out of toilet paper? And, uh, though I never would have, because like I said, I just, I just bought some stuff, but man, in that moment, in that moment when I was, uh, just bogged down with, with a little bit of anxiety, 
I realized, man, my day started amazing. And then all of a sudden, it just, it, it kind of switched and it turned. And what I would have thought was a good day, all of a sudden started manifesting into a bad day. Now, I'm thinking about this concept of a bad day. And really, if I was honest with you, when I was growing up, I actually thought that bad days only happen to bad people. I know what you're saying, John, that's so rude, don't be rude, but it's true. I, I thought bad days only happen to bad people. And so with that said, clearly I thought that if you were a good person, then bad days would never happen to you. I actually took it a step further because if you're a Christian, right, like we're supposed to model Jesus. So I figured, man, so if I am a Christian, then I would never, ever, ever go through bad days. I wonder if you've ever had those thoughts uh, just internally, like when you first went to church or you first made a decision to follow Christ. Like you thought, man, this is it. My bad days are behind me. Now, I, I want to pause real quick because I do want to acknowledge that every one of us have gone through, is going through, will go through different variations of a bad day, right? Like what my bad day at Costco, no toilet paper or water. You're like, huh, John, you're stupid. Like that's not a bad day. Like a bad day is what I went through, right? And so I do want to say and acknowledge, like, I don't want to discredit a bad day of what you have gone through. I don't want to discredit a bad day what I've gone through in the past. But I think that we can all agree with this one statement, no matter how you define or what you've gone through as a bad day. I think we can all agree on this statement, that bad days stink. Bad days are horrible. I, I, I hate bad days. I hate bad weeks. Actually, we find ourselves in what uh, collectively we're, we're seeing as just a bad week, a bad day. A lot of us were, most of us actually, were quarantined in our homes and shelter in place. And we either have been laid off of work or we have... Uh, had to stop going to work indefinitely or school's canceled. <laughs> that's, come on, let's be honest. That's not really a bad thing if you're a student. You're like, yes. But, 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 but like we, we're, we're in this moment uh, and season of what we would identify as a bad day. And I don't know about you, but I, I think that this would be true, is that if we're not careful, we're looking at this, this this idea of a bad day. And if we're not careful, we begin to, to be like, well, why is this happening to me? Why is this bad day happening to my life? In fact, may, may, maybe you have even said this to yourself, God, where are you? Have, you? have you ever said that? I've said that so many times. Like, God, what are you, are you mad, hello? Hello, can you hear me? Like, it's, it's kind of like, God, can you hear me? What, what's happening? What's happening here? And, um, and, and if we're not careful, uh, we can begin to see these bad days, um, the bad days that we go through, the bad weeks or months that we go through, 
um, thinking that God is mad at us, thinking that God is getting back at us because we missed church one weekend or because like we, I don't know, whatever the case is, right? But, 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 the, but the fact of the matter is we, we, can, we can begin to be like, what is going on? The system is broken. God, this relationship between you and me, it's broken. Because for some of us, we have this idea that Jesus said that we would never have bad days. But I want to uh, let you know, in fact, that Jesus, he never said that. In, in fact, okay, you're going to love this. In fact, Jesus is the opposite, okay? Check this out. In John chapter 16 and verse 33, here, here's what Jesus says. I have told you these things so that in you, you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Okay, so can you believe that? Jesus, he, he doesn't say that, that we won't have bad days, but in fact, he's like, we, in this world, like, we're going to have trouble. That, like, like we are going to face trouble. In other words, Jesus is like, hey, you live in an imperfect world. And because of that, we're going to have bad days. It actually reminds me of, of a story that we read in 1 Samuel chapter 16. And so here is a Samuel. Samuel is a prophet of God. And, and Samuel is on the mission. He's on mission to find the next king. And so uh, the Holy Spirit leads him to uh, Jesse's house. Right? That's another song right there, too. Anyways, focus, John. So, so he brings him to Jesse's house house. And Jesse has eight boys, but, but Samuel's like, hey, I think one of your sons are, are going to be the next king. And Jesse's like, amazing. So he brings out, he doesn't bring out eight of his sons. He only brings out seven of his sons. And uh, the, the scripture says, you can read it again, First Samuel chapter 16. Samuel looks at Jesse's sons and uh, he, he's like, uh, he looks at the first one. He's like, man, this one, this is surely the next king. And God is like, nope, that's not him. Then Samuel goes to the next son, and, and he's like, this is the next king. And God's like, nope. And, and Samuel goes through all seven of the sons, okay? All seven of the sons. And every single time, God is like, no, until Samuel runs out of sons. And he's like, okay, we have no more sons. Hey, he says, Jesse, are, are these all the kids, all the sons that you have? And uh, Jesse's like, well, I have one more son, but he is out in the pasture um, taking care of, of the sheep. And Samuel says something very interesting. He says, well, go get him. And we're not, going to, we're not going to have dinner until David joins us. And, and so here comes David walking along to the house and Samuel sees David. And the Holy Spirit tells Samuel, hey, that is the next king. And as we read scripture, uh, he, grab, he, he, he brings David to him. He anoints David with oil. Okay. Now, this is amazing because he's in front of his seven brothers and he's in front of the father, Jesse, right? So David is standing in front uh, of, of his family who didn't even think about getting him from the pasture. And Samuel is like, this is the next king. David, you are the next, the next king. 
And I'm, I'm reading this, this passage and I'm thinking, man, th- like this has to be David's best day ever, right? Like this has to be the best day ever, David. Like you are the next king. And what's very interesting, the last verse, verse 13, um, it says that Samuel anointed David and then Samuel left. Like, I'm mean, gonna think about that. There, there is no like, it's, it's, it's like, you're anointed, see you later. Like, I kind of picture, like, Samuel anointing David. David's like, yo, I'm the next king. He goes and packs his clothes. He comes back. Samuel's gone, y'all. He's gone. And, and I just picture David like, hey, where did he go? Where is he at? I'm, I'm ready to go be king. Oh, I just can't wait. There's another song. Oh, my gosh. I just can't wait to be king. Like, he's excited. And they're like, oh, sorry, David. Samuel left. Better get back to, to shepherding. In fact, most theologians believe that uh, David, from that moment when he was anointed to the time he was actually becoming king, was a span of seven to ten years. And so what did he do during that time? He went back to shepherding. Here's where my head goes in this story. Like, David, he had the best day. You're going to be king. And then all of a sudden, that good day turned into a bad day. And that bad day could have really wrecked David. I wonder if a lot of us can relate to what David was going through in this moment. Here's what I mean. We come together on a Sunday morning. Uh, We have this encouraging message. And on Sunday mornings, we come together and we're sitting and and hopefully y'all are getting something out of it. And you're like, amen, preach. And and you're shouting me down. You're like, this is so good. Uh," And you're like supercharged. You're ready to go. And it's like David, right? It's like David, he he just got anointed king. And so maybe Sunday mornings, you're like, man, whoo. I feel good. I got the presence of God and, and you're, you're just in tune to, to, to the Holy Spirit around you. And, and, and then, and then Monday comes and just like David, he was anointed and then he had to go back to his nine to five. And I wonder sometimes how, how do we handle our Sunday morning Because let's just face it, sometimes Mondays are not the easiest, right? Sometimes Mondays are are wretched. I mean, we have this amazing moment on Sundays. We wake up on Mondays and uh, our car tires flat. Or we wake up on Monday and we get this news that, man, someone that we love is sick. Or someone that we love has passed away. And all of a sudden, what was a good day now turns into a bad day. What I I really want us to to, to get out of this is that the enemy will try and and let you uh, feel like when you go through a bad day, just consider it a wasted day. But I want to propose to you this morning that what if our bad days aren't wasted days? In fact, what if God can use our bad days. So a couple things that I just want to leave with you before we end this. I I want to propose to you this morning that God can use your bad days. So here's the first one. Bad days reveal 
my faith. Bad days reveal my faith. See, here's what I've realized about good days. Good days, they have the ability to mask and to cover the cracks in my faith. When my days are good, it feels like my faith can conquer any giant, climb any mountain, dive into any ocean, any depth of the sea. Like it just seems like my faith in good days, my faith is strong. But what I've realized is that if I really want to gauge where my faith is, the best time to gauge my faith is not in the good days, but the bad days. In fact, here, here's what the Apostle Peter wrote in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 6. So be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus is revealed to the whole world. Like, can you believe that? Peter is writing to us and he's saying, hey, it's in the bad days. It's when things just aren't making sense. It's, it's when things aren't lining up the way that we want them to. He's like, that's when we can actually see the type of faith that we have. I mean, this time that we're in, it's, it's an amazing opportunity for us to look and to see, wow, what, how is my faith right now in the midst of all of this? And so bad days aren't wasted days. In fact, bad days reveal my faith. And, and this is what I love. When the bad days reveal my faith, bad days can also refine my faith. And so when I have a bad day and it reveals that my faith is a little shaky, I have an option. I can either um, be like, well, that's just what it is. That's how it is. Or I can allow my revealed faith to challenge me to refine my faith. Here's what James writes. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So, so James is, is saying this amazing thing, this idea that my faith can be refined, that my faith can grow. Like this is so encouraging because no matter where your faith is right now, in your bad days, that you and I can be encouraged that our faith, though it may not be where I want it to be, like it doesn't have to stay there. In fact, James is saying like it can continue to be refined and it can continue to grow. Like this is amazing news. That bad days, they don't, just eat, they don't just reveal my faith, but they refine my faith. They challenge me to say, hey, I understand that I need to grow in my faith and how I trust Jesus. I want to end with this, going back to 
Jesus what he said in John chapter 16. He says that um, in this world, we will face trouble. We got that. We understand that. But I love how he doesn't leave it there. Because he ends with this, 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 the latter half of verse 33. He says, but take heart. Because I have overcome the world. There's a promise to you and to me this morning as we go through the rest of our week that Jesus promised us that in this world we're going to have bad days. But he said, take heart because I have overcome the world. And so I want to encourage you this morning, wherever your faith is at, to take heart because Jesus overcame the world. And if he overcame the world, you too, through Jesus, can overcome what you're facing in this time. Thank you for listening to Discovery Church Podcast. Remember, we will have a new message for you every Monday at 5 p.m. Make sure to like and subscribe, and you will be notified when a new episode is ready for listening.